You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we're back to the grind. It's Monday, but it was a fun weekend because Chris Meany and I got to hang out together, and uh, we were hanging out the Flex League, the first time we've ever been in the same room together after all these years. It was great fun, and we had the most epic game of RBI baseball at Barcade that will go down in the history and the annals of all video game baseball games ever played. What a blast. Yeah, it was it was great to finally, you know, meet you, been working with you for a few years. Yeah, it was it was such a good time. Uh you you showed me a great time in NYC and yeah, we had a we had a blast playing that game, taking taking Sandy Koufax deep. Oh I think God. it was like you seven did. nothing at one point. You oh, came you all the way back. Kovacs. It was you great. crushed Koufax. I was I, taking I, him deep all night. Yeah. I was crazy. And it was it was like old school games, so it had like all these like uh you know, throwback players at Valenzuela and had all that. I got up with the Dodgers and who are you? The Cardinals, I think. I don't even know. It was, yeah, I think it was, it was crazy. Cardinals, yeah. yeah. John Tudor was kicking my ass. That's all I know for a while. But I came back. It was an epic comeback. And then we ran out of quarters just as the wrong times. Like, what are you going to do? But it was a great time uh, getting ready for football season. But we're still here for baseball. Don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. So some panic on the Internet. We're not going anywhere, no. uh, but it was great. We got to hang out. We went to a very Seinfeld-esque coffee shop on uh, on the, for breakfast the next day, you, me, and uh, Mr. Seely. So it was a good time had by all. Good to hang out. But, Chris, it's back to the grind. So you're it ready is. to get at it today? Yes, let's do it. All right, so here we go. Let's start with the Yankees in Baltimore. Gabriel Yanoa at home against Masahiro Tanaka. This should be a pretty good matchup here for Tanaka. Uh, just looking over to 8-9 on DK. His price on FanDuel is incredibly low. It's 7.8. It's one of the better values on the day. I understand Tanaka can be a little spotty sometimes. Obviously, the home runs can be an issue too sometimes. But, I mean, it's hard not to like this price on FanDuel as a standalone because there's a really good path to a win with this offense. Yeah, for sure. We got a 6.5 team applied total for the Yankees and a 4.1 for Baltimore. And there's not a lot of stud pitchers really on the board tonight. So I like this price as well. 8-9 on DK, as you mentioned, 7-8 on FanDuel. I can certainly get behind it. I mean, the Yankees, you know, obviously you're not going to find any value in their lineup. And they're going to score some runs. Mike Talkman on the other side, he's starting to create some buzz. I got a few shares of him in some season-long formats. He's pretty expensive on DK 4-7. 2-9 on Fandle. I think that's a pretty good price. There's some injuries all of a sudden in the Yankees lineup. Edwin's out. You know, Aaron yeah. Hicks is out. So you can take advantage of a little bit of value because they're still going to score some runs. These guys are going to get up on base. The Gardners, the Mavens, the Talkmans of the world, they're going to get up on base with or get up to the play rather with guys on base. So they'll be able to, you know, potentially drive in some runs. So there's some value there, of course, on Fandle. And I'll tell you what, man, like I get people are spooked because the last two starts for Tanaka weren't good, but the two before that were six innings, regular old Tanaka starts. So it could just be a rough patch. Yeah, it could be a lot of different things, but this familiarity with this Baltimore Orioles lineup, I think helps him a little bit too, you know, for the most part. I mean, there's some newer guys in there, but still, you know, Mancini Villar, he's seen these guys a ton. You know, Chris Davis certainly seen a lot in his career. So I think there's some good opportunity there, especially at the price. Again, it's a tournament play, obviously only, 
at 7.8, trying to get the quality start, trying to get the W, maybe get six Ks and six innings out of him. And that's what you're looking for. Let's move over to Pittsburgh. We got Dario Argazel uh, at home against Jordan Lyles. So I'm looking for some offense in this one. The uh, the Pirates hit Stroman around a little bit. He was getting squeezed in the early innings too with the strike zone. So I got to see a little bit of that Pirate offense, but they kind of woke up a little bit uh, on Saturday, especially in that game. So uh, I'm looking at the, this order again too. Starling Marte still 3-7 on FanDuel. Josh Bell at 3-6. Brian Reynolds at 3-2. That's a nice little grouping. And even Melky Cabrera at 2-4 tonight. I like as a one-off against Lyles too. Uh, what about you and the uh, Milwaukee side of this game? What do you like or what do you don't? Uh, well, I definitely like some righties like Heston Hera, Lorenzo Cain, if he's going to be at top of the order, uh, you know, righties have really just, you know, they've crushed Dario, you know, start the season. It's enough. It's been a really small sample size, but a 304 average and lefties only hitting 186. I mean, it's not that I don't think Yelich can have a good day or Grand Dollar or Mike Moustakis. Those guys are, are probably going to be on my radar as well. But interesting, Jordan Lyles, you know, just traded from Pittsburgh last last week and, and going to make his set. His first start was pretty good in Oakland. And this one, I feel like he'll be decent in the in this outing. But I, I do like that call from, from Brian Reynolds. I think he's a guy that, you know, you should get involved with at four hits the other night. Melky Cabrera is a, a decent value. I don't feel like I'm going to have a lot of exposure, honestly, to this game. I, I know these two pitchers are nothing exciting, but I feel like there's other spots where I'd rather attack. But um, the Brewers should be fine offensively. You want to get involved. Travis Shaw is pretty you cheap. Know, it's, it's funny. Just, you, it's a tournament play only. You mentioned that the lefty struggling against Argazal, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that that's the the funny part to me because you guys see a guy like Travis Shaw who's at two point six on DK, yeah. which is a really low price, Absolutely. and that could very well be a trap tonight, even at that price. So be very careful of that because the split is not what you think it is. So if you see it, sometimes there's that obvious, oh my goodness, you know, let's yeah, just a lot go of lefties there, in that, this Milwaukee lineup. Yeah. yeah, a ton of lefties in that lineup. But uh, let's let's move on to the Angels today. Taylor Cole against Luis Castillo. Castillo at ten point three on Fanduel. Over on the DK side, he's 10.1. That's a nice price for him. I would expect more on the DK side price-wise out of Castillo. I was actually a little surprised it wasn't a little bit more. Uh, but I think I roll with this. I understand that there's some guys in you know that Angels lineup that are very good, like Trout and Upton. But I think he's just on a roll right now. Uh, I love what Castillo has brought to the table. He's had uh, a breakout year. And uh, I wrote about him at length in the Black Book this year uh, and even last year. And unfortunately, last year, you kind of saw it only at the end. But this year, it's been outstanding. I thought he's going to develop into a Severino-type pitcher, and he basically has, of course, minus the DL stints. But look, over his last 24 innings, 27 Ks, six walks. Uh, he's 2-1 and one over that span. He's going. He's been more efficient, too, because that's the thing. It's that six walks. He had that walk rate up a little bit. That was problematic in the first half. But he's gotten that under control. To me, he's the safest cash game guy on the board tonight. Yeah, for sure. And you don't even need to be worried about the Angels lineup right now. I mean, I think they've lost eight of 10. They came out of the break and they had the two games, the two wins against the Dodgers. And then they lost three or four to Baltimore, two or three to Detroit. And they got swept by Cleveland here. And they're not scoring any runs at all. Justin Upton's actually been pathetic in that lineup. So Castillo is a really solid play today. Like him in cash, like him in tournaments. And I think you can maybe even get involved with some Reds here, too. I mean, Patrick Sandoval is going to come in after Taylor Cole. He's making his major league debut. His walk rate is through the roof in the minor leagues. It's flirting with a six per nine through 60 triple A innings. That so is I not think good. You, not good at all. So um, our Steve's. Well, that makes me love Votto tonight because if there's one guy we all know who loves to walk, it's Joey Votto. So at 3-3 on FanDuel and even on DraftKings at four, that's a guy that I think I would dance with tonight because yeah, of that. You're talking about a guy who walks too many guys. Well, guess what? Give me the guy who walks a ton 
and that's Joey Votto. For sure, and Aristides Aquino is a, is a guy that Cincinnati just called up. Obviously, they lost Puig. There, there's some injuries in that lineup. They're looking for, you know, there's some kids that are going to, this is the time of the year, right? We're seeing it today right. on the slate with a lot of pitchers that we haven't seen yet pitch in the major leagues, and teams are giving guys shots, like the Pirates are going to do that. The Reds are going to do that here. So Aquino is, you know, 28 home runs in AAA so far in Louisville this season. He hit a home run on the weekend. Uh, three six somebody who's got some power in his bat so i I mean those are i think the reds might be i mean 5.7 team implied total for the cincinnati reds it's one of the highest team implied totals we've seen from them all year long so i think you know get involved with them in tournaments yeah i absolutely think so too and you're right this is that time of year now this is that last wind especially now after the real trade deadline now it's the trade trade deadline so that means that things will be a little different now so you might see some more kids kind of pop up earlier Whereas teams that might, you know, not be sure what's going on, they're kind of hanging around August waiver wire deals. That's gone now. So now that that's gone, you might see some of that youth transition a little earlier for some of these mid-level prospects too. Maybe not the high-end guys because you don't want to start the clock, but there's going to be opportunities here with price, especially on a lot of this. And I also wouldn't neglect Peraza too, who's a free square in that game. He's just 2K. Um, I, I, you know, I know he's not thrilling, but at 2K, that's a lineup builder along with Castillo tonight. Uh, or any cash game pitcher you want to go with that really makes sense. All right, Mike Miner taking on Aaron Savale. I hope I'm saying that right. I believe it's Aaron Savale. Right? I sounds think you're good, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does yeah. it rolled up your tongue nicely there, Savale. Savale, Aaron Savale. What do you do? Eh? I smack at your face. Uh, but Mike <laughs> Miner, I think that this is a good spot for him here. Um, obviously, we know now this lineup is a little bit more loaded. They've got some more right-handed bats. Does that give you pause here with Mike Miner? at this current price that he's uh, in the 9K range. Uh, over his last 23 innings, 27 strikeouts, uh, eight walks, you know, 29 hits. So he has been a little bit more hittable. It kind of gives me pause a little bit because of the, the you know, the fact this is a different, you could kind of throw out any stats or anything like that, but uh, and the Indians out a little bit from the first half because it's a very different lineup now because you got Lindor back in it, obviously, over time. You didn't have that at the beginning. You got Puig in it now. You got uh, Luppolo, who's been better. You got Fran Mill. It's a much deeper lineup. I actually kind of like the oppo love for Cleveland tonight against Mike Miner. Yeah, Miner's been, I, I think he's been brutal. I mean, he's yeah. allowed three, seven, eight homers in his last four games. He's allowed at least four runs in, in four straight starts. So, yeah, I think we mentioned this last week with him when he was going up against Seattle. Even though there were a lot of lefties in Seattle's lineup, I still didn't like Mike Miner because he just looks a little fatigued. He's starting to come back down to earth. The ERA, 3.2. The XFIP is 4.4. Like, we're starting to see, you know, that that regression. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not definitely not in on him. You know, Luplo is, Luplo is interesting. He has hit lefties really well this year, and I think he's, you know, with the additions of Puig and, and Reyes, he's just going to be a platoon guy, but, you know, he's going to move up the order when he faces a lefty, so he's interesting. Jason Kipnis, you know, that lefty-lefty is not great, but this is just an example of how good this lineup is and better it is now because Kipnis had a really good weekend against the Angels, and he's getting in the eight spot potentially, so Cleveland is uh, Cleveland's a decent stack, and I think one that people won't be on. So I, again, tournaments low owned and I would, I would really attack Mike Miner. home runs, 20 of them. And like I said, nine in his last four starts, it's going to be some fireworks here tonight. Cleveland. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly there. And I want to point out Willie Calhoun to a guy who's been uh, pretty hot lately as well. Uh, yeah. Getting that second win there over his last 10 games. The guy's got three dingers, 11 RBI uh, swinging a hot bat. He's walking a little bit too, which is nice to see. 
Uh, so that's a good value too. The you love the Fanduel price. You love the Fanduel yeah. price. Odor oh, the too. Fandle price uh, is I, I think, Come on. Yeah, and I think Odor had a couple home runs over the weekend. He's only free too, so you you can get involved with those two guys definitely. You like the over in this game? I do. I I, I the nine again, and a half. Just, yeah, I just don't. I just don't like Mike Miner. So I think Cleveland can do do enough. And and what do we know about Texas? They're not facing yeah. a lefty, right? So I mean, they should be able to score a couple runs. I like them. both sides of this one, man. I mean, it's hard not to like. Again, you know, I keep we keep driving it home. But look, we want to make you money on the Fanduel side. It's a little bit easier. So Fran Mill at two eight, uh, Puig at three one, Calhoun at three six. There's a lot of values to be had in this game for sure. On the DK side. You know, it's hard because Calhoun's all the way up to four eight. And what does that always tell you? That you're getting a huge discount on FanDuel on that guy. Whenever you see guys that are almost oh, five yeah. and then they're three six or or three two on the FanDuel side, you're you know the algorithm's good for them. You're getting a discount. Fran Mill's four point out on DK. And on the other side, he's under three. I mean, it's just it's crazy what you're getting out of there. Ridiculous. Doesn't, doesn't right. make any sense. Let's continue on to uh, Kansas City. We got Mike Miner taking on Rick Porcello tonight. Porcello is imminently hittable, so I'd like to uh, get involved a little bit here in this one as well. Uh, Whit Merrifield, too expensive for me on DK, but not too expensive for me on Fandle. 3.5, like him there. Um, also, you get Hunter Dozier at 3.7. That's a pretty good return. But really, I mean, we got to go back to the right-handed uh, hitters in this lineup against Montgomery. By the way, too, I saw Devers go yard in that Yankee game. Did you actually make it to Yankee Stadium that night or no? I did, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a great was time. experience for you? It, awesome. You know, the atmosphere was phenomenal. It, it really yeah. was. And I know it was because it was Boston and New York, but obviously there's a buzz So you saw Yankee the Devers home run live. I saw it on TV. I saw it live. Yeah, he's just he's just been so good all year. Yeah. Yes, and um, Glaber Torres hit two home runs in that game, and almost a third. It was like an inch away from it hit the top of the wall. So, yeah, the the atmosphere was electric. I was up in the you know in the up in the three hundreds in the outfield, and with it the was real great. fans, with the real fans. Yeah, it was great. I was I was yeah. you know I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm not a Red Sox fan. I was pretty you know. No, really I've, I've been the Yankees, was, Red Sox, and I'm neither. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a good, it's still a good environment. It's still fun. I was cheering for everybody. Everyone that was <laughs> getting like, home runs. I was guy? up loving it. Yeah. Who is that guy? Just cheering for both teams. But yeah, no, mm. it was a really good atmosphere. And you know, the Red Sox, I thought about Porcello for the win, but I was looking really deep into his numbers and game logs. He just hasn't had any good outings this year. Like he really hasn't. There was one against the twins, which was remarkable that he went seven scoreless against the twins and struck out eight. I mean, I mean, that was the weird one, but everything else, this guy is just getting hit around at least a home run now yeah. in six straight outings. So the, again, we're talking about sneaky little tournament stacks. If you're a multiplayer, you can go the twins way, but Red Sox is where you want to go. I mean, JD Martinez, we talk about him all the time against a lefty. Xander Bogarts has been crushing lefties all year. Those are the two guys I'd like a lot. And I will throw Sam Travis's name out there again, hit the fifth spot yesterday, last night, Sunday night baseball. I didn't do anything. But at 2-4 on the FanDuel side, you just want to get a piece of the Red Sox offense. It's a 7.2 team implied total. They're expecting some runs today, and Savis, uh, Sam Travis is only 3-4 on DK. All right, let's move on here. Charlie Morton at 10-1 uh, on FanDuel over on DK. He's 10-7, so a little bit more expensive. Look, it's great play. There's not much to say about it. it you got to choose basically between him and Castillo. If you want to vary it, that's fine. I think both are very much in play. Morton's probably slightly safer. So I'm okay with that because of the youth of the Blue Jays lineup. I just think that there's a little bit more to be had there. Uh, the trouble is, you know, I, you know, same thing. I don't love this Rays offense. And now we're back into that place where the guys I like in the Rays offense are now overpriced. So anything else to add on this one? Because I feel like that's kind of it. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I Morton is he's fine. He's been you know not himself lately, but you know he's fine. I, I don't mind rolling him out. So Morton or Castillo for you tonight? Castillo, Castillo for me. Um, but you know the Jays, Guerrero, Biggio, Bichette. Oh no, they've hit well, but I mean they're all right. They, they had a good. They had some good setup there. A they little did bit. have some good setup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do mean, feel like two Morton starts will to go be against. Fine. Look, the last start against the Red Sox wasn't good, but that was the second one in a row. The one before yeah. they struck out eleven guys. They so I'm going to lean yeah. Morton as the slightly You're Morton safer over Castillo. Yeah. I'm going to go Morton over Castillo, but I like them both. So yeah, like if you want to play them both out there and do different ones? That's fine. I think both well, will cash. I really. Well, do. how about this yeah. next guy in Lucas Giolito? Is he too expensive for you at eleven? Nothing. I want nothing to do with him at eleven. I don't know if I want anything to do with him at nine eight. Do you against the Tigers? Tigers been much better. You talk about Brandon Dixon at three K. Talking about Miguel Cabrera two seven, I'm telling you, I'm out completely on the White Sox, especially with Moncada on the DL. Not the same lineup without Moncada in it at all. So hard pass there. Second game of the doubleheader, you got Walter Lockett and Robert Duger uh, going off there. So I would expect some runs for the Mets and Marlins in this one. But watch, be very careful in that second game. Uh, who's getting trotted out there, and you know who played in the first game. So just check lineups and everything like that. See if McNeil is back in the lineup too. I don't think he's going to play both ends of this game. So just pay very careful attention to that. Chris Bassett and Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks coming off a really good outing too. I like Hendricks at home at 9-3. I think this is another good tournament play. You know, fade a little bit. Uh, Look at the last start there. Seven innings against the Cardinals, seven strikeouts. So for me, he's back in play against the A's because you're taking that DH out of that A's lineup, which I like. Yeah, and 1.89 ERA at home over 62 innings is a pretty yeah, good sample. Really good yeah, I mean, opponents only have a 241 Woba against him at Wrigley And he's 9-3 on average. DK, too. I mean, he's a terrific value on DK tonight. And I don't think people will go that way because he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Only 107, 120 innings, and the A's don't strike out either. But this is a lineup that's kind of scuffling just slightly. Um, so Matt Olson, you know, he's... I don't want to say too many negative things about our boy, Matt Olson, but uh, he has had a little bit of a rough patch. So Hendricks is Hendricks is definitely interesting tournament arm. All right. Soroka versus Odorizzi. This one is probably one of the matchups of the night that if you get it right, it can pay. And it's going to be a lot of different ways it can go. Soroka's 9-1. Odorizzi's 8-1. That's the DK price. The FanDuel price, 7-6 for Odorizzi, 8-1 for Soroka. They're, they're basically tempting you to go with Odorizzi. And I don't hate it. The problem is both these offenses are very good. So I think that for me personally, I prefer Hendricks tonight, fade this game altogether, and maybe go the other route, maybe kind of get pieces of the offense. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's Soroka's going up against the team. Like the Twins have, they just make so much contact. They have so much power. Well, I don't the want Braves to stack them. Too. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, it's very difficult. Like I feel like you just kind of, they're like tempting you with the pitchers, but I think you just go with the offense in this game. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to go with, Odorizzi for sure like I don't want to I don't want to roster him he's got to his fly ball rate is you know it's through the roof so I, I don't want to go that way and like like we've said about Soroka all year it's just yeah he's great he keeps the ball on the ground you know defense behind him is fantastic but he's going up against a team that doesn't strike out and they make a lot of contact and they're great like look at Nelson Cruz it's unbelievable no, what this guy is doing they went on the they went in the National League he didn't play I think he had like six homers in like five mm-hmm. games or something stupid he went in the National League didn't play and then they they switched the series over the weekend in the American League and he's hitting dingers again like he's just Crazy. on a wicked run so I don't I don't want to have any exposure to any of these pitchers I, I well, like, like I said though when Rosario comes back in that lineup it makes a big difference and that's I the like, thing you see I that like difference it. yeah I like Eddie I like Freddie Freeman uh Josh Donaldson's got because when Rosario right was out Cruz went in a cold spell 
it's yeah, not did. an accident. No, I mean, those two guys. You and together... I are you and I are are on the same page. We talk about line of protection a lot. Yeah. Um, Very know, important. A lot of people think that's not important at all. It's not a thing. It is a thing. I mean. All right. Are you uh, dancing at all with the Phillies and the uh, Diamondbacks? Velasquez and Merrill Kelly. I don't like it. I don't trust the Phillies lineup. I don't care that Corey Dickerson's there. I don't care that he's a value. This does nothing for me this game at all. How about you? Yeah, no. I I, I think we it's joked got about a Corey 10, Dickerson's price it's got a last 10 time for it. Over under. I'm taking the under in this one. If I could choose a pitcher, I would choose Velasquez. That that would be the way I would go. I definitely don't want to go Kelly. And you're right. You're rolling the dice with the Phillies lineup. You just don't know what to expect. But Kelly well, is the thing. Allowed- it's like you look at the over under and you go 10. Well, you know, those aren't those two pitchers aren't very good. But you know what? The offenses aren't that great either. Yeah. I, if there is a way I would go, it would be the Philly side. I mean, Kelly's allowed 14 runs in his last two outings and five homers. And th- those uh, maybe I'm against- being presumptive. Maybe I sh- maybe I should rethink. I don't know only because frustrated <laughs> I, I agree i would like abs- you can't play them in cash there's no way that you can play the phillies in cash we've been saying that for a couple of months now but kelly played baltimore and miami in his last two outings and given up 15 hits 14 runs five homers and he only has eight strikeouts so yeah all maybe, right never mind take maybe. the over i'm just mad at the phillies but i don't know about the over like i think velasquez could be a sneaky little uh, sneaky little play at seven eight i think he could be all right all right the last two here we got jeff samarja and eric feedy the Nationals uh, taking on the Giants there. Uh, good situation there for guys like, you know, um, Juan Soto at 3-9 is a nice value for sure over on the FanDuel side. Uh, you mentioned the second half of Brian Dozier coming along a little bit to 6 Robles at 3. Those are really good value guys tonight in that batting order. And then in the Dodgers side, you got Waka against Gonsolin. And I'm looking at Mac Mun- Max Muncie at 3-5 on FanDuel. Nice pricing for him. Justin Turner as well. Uh, those are two guys are at the top of that order. They are really good situation. And even AJ Pollock at three, four yeah. has been pretty good since he's been back. So to me, these last two games, it's cherry picking a couple guys more than it is trying to look for a whole grouping. And Paul Goldschmidt has been on fire. Yeah, so he he's been terrific. So if you look at the price there, he's four, four on DK. He's just three, nine still on FanDuel. So there's still a little bit of value there with him. Did I miss anything from these last two? No, nope, I think you nailed it. You you got in Pollock there, and I think that was important. Pollock and Turner, actually, those are the two guys. I mean, right-handed bats, 15 homers, 327 average, 405 Woba against Michael Waka. So you you the lefties are going to be fine as well. I mean, both both lefties and righties have an extreme high hard hit rate against Waka, but righties have really crushed them, so that's where I'm looking. All right, so betting lines, now that I've come to my senses – Oh, on the Phillies game, even though I'm, I think I'm just <laughs> mad at the Phillies all year. Every time I, I, I think don't they're going to break you. Down, Yeah, no, you're right. And this would be another spot. This would be another spot where you would be another spot. Would they would like them. disappoint you, right? You're yeah. like, oh, Merrill Kelly, you know, that's an For easy sure. one. And then they disappoint you. But For what sure. what won't be disappointing tonight? Well, uh, the Reds, I don't think the Reds will be disappointing tonight. Now they're minus 205 favorites. That's a lot. Um, you're not getting a ton of value there, but I do think you can pick them by two. I think the Angels are completely checked out right now. I like the Yankees by two, and I think that will potent. I, I, I will actually go with the over 10 and 10.5. It's high. I don't think Baltimore will get a lot of runs on Tanaka, but I think the Yankees will do enough in that one. Uh, I like the Red Sox by two. I like Tampa by two. There's a lot of heavy favorites, guys. Like you're not going to get any value by betting the Yankees straight up, Boston straight up, Cincinnati or Tampa. You're going to have to pick some teams by two. But if you're looking for some value, you can go with the Cubs at home. Minus 155 is a pretty good spot. The Phillies on the road, minus 109 is a pretty good spot. There's a split in Minnesota and Atlanta. I'll just stay away from that game. And then I like the Dodgers at home, minus 161. Okay, it's time to call our shot. And I'm going to go into Boston tonight. I'm going to go at the top of that order. 
I'm going to go with the Mook, man. Mookie bets for me tonight against Mike Montgomery, the lefty. I think he's good. Maybe we'll get the leadoff home run. You know, I think hey, yeah, we have. could certainly do that. That would be nice. But uh, I think it's a night for Mr. Mookie. And uh, I think that Mike Montgomery is not long for this game. Not that Rick Porcello might be either. But look, at the same time, I think Mookie's a good bet. <laughs> I just made a bad joke. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, enough of that. All right, Chris Meany, please save uh, us. Oh, baby. Yeah, the Red Sox are my favorite stack of the board tonight. I'm going to head over to Atlanta and a guy that was really good to us last week. And just because we all called him Freddie Freeman. Oh, you're dipping your toes in the Freddie Freeman well I yet am again. Going back to Freddie Freeman. Listen, I mean, Odorizzi, a 48% fly ball rate. Last year was 49%. His hard hit rate's at 44%. I don't look at this 3.7 ERA and think that this guy is a really good pitcher. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That'll do it for us today. You can follow us on Twitter at LineStar app at LineStar MLB at Joe Pisa PS17 and at Chris Meany. Make sure you're keeping attention from the pre-snap show with NFL. That's going to be starting up this week. We'll be seeing some tweets coming out for that. So make sure you're following that around. Start getting your football preview ready to go. And get your Fantasy Football Black Book 2019, number one in fantasy sports on Amazon for a reason. That'll do it for me and Chris Meany. Uh, We'll see you next time, kids. There's nothing left to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany.